here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hey guys, it's Damon from the PureCast. The New Japan PureCast is proudly sponsored by GaijinCollectibles.com, your number one source for Japanese wrestling merchandise shipped straight from Japan to your mailbox. Check out their selection of in-stock merch like t-shirts, action figures, magazines, trading cards, or use their purchasing service to order items from Japanese websites like the New Japan Shop. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Twitter, GaijinCollectibles.com. Hi, I'm Matt Jackson. This is my brother, Nick Jackson. We're the mother effing young bucks, and you are listening to the New Japan PuroCast. Suck it! Super kick partake to sweet me. Alright everyone, welcome to this week's edition of the New Japan PuroCast, your weekly audio source for all things in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling. My name is Colin Miller, being joined alongside, as always, by Mr. Damon McDonald. It is Sunday morning, August 20th, at the time that we are recording this, and today is going to be a fun show. We're going to do a little listener Q&A. But first, Damon, I'd like to talk a little G1 Climax 26 fallout because I think that the general consensus is that this was a very special tournament. But there are certain matches that I kind of wanted to go back and revisit because on last week's podcast, I think I kind of undersold a lot of the matches because, you know, ladies and gentlemen, it's kind of hard for us. You know, we uh, we do this podcast once a week and during the G1 Climax, there's just match after match. So it does get difficult to cover everything. You feel me, Damon? Yeah, it's tough to absorb. It's tough uh, when you're in the mix and you're swimming in the pool of uh, great matches. And we do a show once a week. It's somewhat difficult to uh capture your feelings and capture your your love or hate um in a two-hour podcast every sunday um so no i definitely get that so i'm, I'm glad that we are going to kind of go back and we, you know we, we've been able to digest a little bit um more of what we saw and and the ramifications of what leads to uh what will be an exciting uh, couple months here I'd like to start off with talking about Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Okada. So I went back and I rewatched their match from Sumo Hall. And what an extraordinary match. And what an extraordinary trilogy. And it has garnered a lot of comparisons to Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat. Um, 
I'm not sure if that is an entirely fair comparison because one trilogy took place in 1989, the other one took place in present day, and professional wrestling as a whole has changed and evolved over the course of that time. Uh, Damon, you were you were there during the whole Flair Steamboat period. I mean, you you lived through that. You watched all of those matches. Yeah. See, I I think it's a really strong comparison. Um, I, just for Western eyes, and 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 because at the, at the time it it really was, you know, three of the of, of the best matches that you'll dare see, and and they had their hour draw, uh, or you know, their their hour long match, and um, and a, and a final match that led into you know one of the coolest angles ever with Terry Funk being one of the judges, and then him, you know, kicking the shit out of Ric Flair. Ric Flair takes a you know, a month or two off, and, and Terry Funk is running the show. And of course, Terry Funk is, you know, <laughs> a great heel. And um, you, you don't you, you don't get those things every day. You get two guys, Steamboat and Flair, who are competitive as fuck, who you know want to outdo each other, but yet still are best friends and and were even um, business partners at one time, and maybe still are. I don't know. Um. No, it was a solid time. It was an exciting time because really, you know, WCW at the time was was kind of floundering. Um, they were kind of stale. They were they were really stale to be to be truthful. Um, and it was a, really a shot of adrenaline and a, and a shot in the arm for WCW um, at the time. And again, having having a young, fresh, uninjured, raring to go, you know, great Muda, that certainly didn't hurt. Um, and, and an Eddie Gilbert and a Barry Windham and, and, and a Luger and Brian Pillman. And, you know, at that time it was, it was, it was fresh and new and, and it felt new and it felt like a, like a, like an exciting time. Would you say though, that that was, um, that, that trilogy of matches, would you say that for 1989, that that was state of the art pro wrestling in North America? In North America. Yes. Because again, in Japan, you know, even though all Japan, all Japan, you know, at right around that time was starting to turn the corner in the sense of um, clean finishes, right? They always had great matches, um, but the, the finishes were just the most fucking frustrating thing in the world. You'd be watching a great match, 15 minutes in, they just decide they're going to go start brawling in the crowd, and you know, next thing you know, the bell's ringing. You're like, what in the fuck? It was the most maddening thing in the world. Nobody was doing jobs. Um, but in North America, I think so. I think... Them, I think um, Stampede was 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 starting to really get hot there. Like you would get tapes. Um, no, it was it was a, it was a really good time to be. Now, where where does where do those matches compare to what we see today? And can you compare them? Is the question that a lot of people are asking. Um, you can to a certain degree, right? Um, look, if you hear Flair and Steamboat are going to go an hour. You're you're not thinking, and you're not going to be getting what you see with Kenny Omega um, and and Okada going an hour. It's it's just it just wasn't happening back then. And again, it's a different style, and it's a different, I, I guess, a different formula to what pro wrestling is today and what pro wrestling was back then. But in 1989, let me tell you, these matches were the shit. You know, these these were matches that you could pop in and 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 watch 
all the time. I watched the first one the other day uh, from the Chi Town Rumble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where Steamboat wins the belt. Yes, yes, that's yeah. the one. And I find that I'm able to kind of put myself back in that time period. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not expecting uh, big move, big move, big move. Um, I can right. kind of sit back and enjoy those matches for the uh, great works of art that they were for their time, and, and still are. But I compare them more to Okada-Tanahashi matches yes, than I do yes. Okada-Omega matches. I'm glad that you said that, because I was thinking, you know, I, I've been hearing the uh, the Steamboat Flare omega okada comparisons all week, and I was thinking to myself yesterday, you know, Tanahashi and Okada is really New Japan's equivalent of Steamboat Flare. Yeah, I agree, 100%. And maybe matches that, like, to me, when I watch... Omega and Okada, even though they're juniors, I think Liger and Benoit. You know, I I think that those type of matches, um, and, or maybe even like, you know, the 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 All Japan um, '90s stuff. But I don't really like. I, I or what about me, what okay. what about like Dynamite Kid versus Tiger Mask in the sense that um, it was uh, a style that like nobody had seen up to that like like th- they were doing things that nobody had seen up to that point right but i, I here's the thing with oh, oh, I, I i don't know if i would go that route because yes okay. while dynamite kid and and tiger mask matches were revolutionary and the speed in which they did things was mind-blowing like you know i'm a kid and i'm watching the usa network and i'm i see you know tiger mask and dynamite kid and my head explodes you know you're seeing because because on, on a show like that at Madison Square Garden, I mean, you got you know Johnny Rods versus fucking Charlie Fulton doing a doing a headlock for fifteen minutes. You know, it's like you just it, it just you know what what Tiger Mask and, and Dynamite Kid did at that time. Again, we're talking in the eighties, early eighties, was absolutely unbelievable. With Okada and Omega, I don't think that you're seeing like like spectacular moves that are revolutionary you're seeing spectacular moves that you may have seen before done to perfection it's the subtleties that really get you in in these type of matches it's it's not so much the death defying moves which are great right like the like the dangerous spots those are great to me it's the subtle things like how perfect an okada dropkick is right like and when he hits it Right. So it kind of does, even though we're talking about spectacularness and we're talking about these these dangerous high, high moves, really the things that really get these matches to the point where we're talking six stars and seven stars and six and a half stars is the subtleties of these matches. And speaking right? of the subtleties, you know what really hit me watching the last Okada Omega match? was Okada's facial expressions. They, they, they've they got to be the best in the business. I mean, he has got to be one of the best sellers in the business right now. And I think that that sometimes gets lost in the midst of all the spectacular moves that are going on. That's exactly right. And I and I really feel that. And again, not to just harp on the dropkick, but it, it's... That dropkick is it's a, it's a fucking dropkick. How many dropkicks have we seen in our entire lives in a pro wrestling match? But it's the height in which he does it. And just the his perfect 
connection. And let, truth be told, it's also Kenny Omega who, again, I've said it a thousand times, sells and ragdolls better than anyone else in this business. I think right? one of the criticisms with Omega is that sometimes the selling and the facial expressions are a little over the top. Now, I personally don't feel that way. I, I don't have a problem with his selling at all. But that's who he is. Like right. He's over the top, period. He's a guy that's just goofy, period. He's the guy that you hang out with at the bar who's, you know, who's doing fucking magic tricks to impress chicks. Right? You know what I mean? Like, he's just he's just going to be a little bit little bit off. Damon know, drawing on real life experience. I don't know how to do magic. I'm, I'm jealous of those fucking guys. Like, you see him on Instagram, and, you know, he's they're, like, making fucking bottles disappear and shit. And I'm just like, ah, oh, that'd be cool. That'd be, you know, I don't know. Making just, bottles you know. disappear. Well, I mean, you know, listen, I can make a bottle disappear, but it has nothing to do with magic. <laughs> it's all science. Um, that's, that's a bar trick. Um, look, it's, you know, it, it, Kenny Omega is a unique um, character in and himself. So I, people who, are, who think he's over the top, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they're watching. He's, he's never been not over the top. You know, I think it fits him perfectly. If a guy like... Um, I don't know. You know, Shibata started doing that. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, this is a this is a little out of character. Is he on drugs? Um, you know, it, it is what it is. But no, again, sorry to, to loop back again, but uh, it's those 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 moments of subtlety that aren't that subtle, but really are subtle, are amazing to me. And I think that's what makes those matches. Those the, the matches. In one year, we've we've have this 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 storyline and this in this these these connecting of the dots with these two guys who are at the peak of their game. And Steamboat and Flair were not at their peak. Let's be honest, right? They were probably, even though Flair went on forever, and so really did Steamboat. But truth be told, if you were going to arc their career, they're probably either just slightly below their peak, because I think their peak was probably both of them physically. Wrestling wise was probably mid eighties, right? To me, it's, um, even though you know, I would say like mid eighties, right? So at the end of the eighties, they're probably just a notch or two below their peak. Whereas I think Omega and Okada, I mean, they're you know, in their physical prime, arguably physical prime. I don't even think they've reached their their traditional wrestling maturity because people talk about the thirties being that time, right? So I, I really even think that they have more to grow. The as crazy thing about Okada, though, is that he, it, it seems like he's been mature for quite some time now. Uh, isn't it amazing? Isn't it? It, 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 it really, really is. is amazing. It really is a, an, an amazing thing that the, the guy's in his twenties. Um, it, it it does blow my mind. It, so you have all these 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 all these elements combining and 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 colliding, and a big stage. And, uh, you know, a big spotlight, that's, these are all important things. And these are all things that make this feud and this trilogy and these matches to me, you know, the, the, the greatest that I've seen. And, and before that it was Okada and, and Tanahashi. So you're making that statement that the Okada Omega trilogy, that's your favorite trilogy. Yeah. Without question. More so than Flair Steamboat. More so. Oh yeah, Absolutely. Without question. I, I said last week, I was like, you know, if I had to sit people down and be like, okay, I don't know, you know, you're a casual wrestling fan or you're 
on the fence with it or, you know, you're, or you don't know anything about it or, you know, hey, I'm with a bunch of people and I want to show you this. This is what I'm into. I, I'm going to I'm going Omega Okada every day of the week. Right. Speaking I mean, of which, um, I think last week on the PuroCast, I made the statement that if I was going to sit down a casual wrestling fan or a WWE fan and introduce them to the New Japan product, I would show them Okada versus Omega from the Tokyo Dome. Well, I'm going to go back on that statement. I would still show them Okada versus Omega, but I think I would honestly show them this G1 match from Sumo Hall simply because it is significantly shorter than their other two matches. And I think that that one in particular would be a lot easier for a casual fan to get into simply because it started out on fire right out of the gate. Yeah, but I would actually start with the dome. Really? Because I think, yeah, because I think the stage and and the the idea of a wrestling show being in, in an arena like that does kind of lend to a little bit of, a, of, of, oh, this is a real thing. You know what I mean? This is This is not something that's just in some high school gym it does right? but you also have to remember that that's a 46 minute match okay and but it flies it really flies it does like i i would have no problem showing somebody that hour match like if i were going to say sit down and watch like again just some random person you know whatever we'll sit down and watch an hour pro wrestling match i guarantee you their heads are going to their eyes are going to roll in the back of the head they're going to be like you want me to do what well that's what i mean but but i would have no fear Doing that with Omega and Okada, like I couldn't give them, I couldn't give them Flair Steamboat two out of three falls from 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 uh, New Orleans. Right? No, no, <laughs> I couldn't do it. From Clash they of the would, Champions, they would be out cold, you know, looking for the beer, the bar, whatever they, you know, they'd just be like, all right, listen, I'm bored out of my mind, right? I, I get it, arm bars, great, but if I showed them Dominion, I guarantee they'd be in it. I guarantee they'd be in. It. And if they, and here's the thing, if not, then they're not a pro wrestler. They'll never be a pro wrestling fan, and that that is what it is. I truly believe that. But here's the thing too, you know, in a in a 24 hour period, Colin, Omega put on another performance of a lifetime. Oh, absolutely. And people were talking last year. They were saying that that weekend performance, Omega versus Naito, Omega versus Goto, like that had to be the best back to back performance in pro wrestling history well i think that omega just beat himself right i i, I absolutely 100 agree and that's again 24 hours is that's not a long time to recuperate and no. recover and not for nothing you i'm sure that you have i'm sure a guy like kenny omega and again i don't know i don't want to speak for him but i'm going to speak for him what the fuck um I'm sure a guy like Kenny Omega is the type of guy that, you know, when he's on an airplane or he's in a car or he's just bored out of his fucking mind, you know, aside from shooting elite videos, um, he's he's thinking of, of, of matches and what he wants to do and what would be cool and what would, you know, what would people enjoy. I'm sure he's that kind of guy. Um, but that's hard to do in a, in a 24-hour period. Against, you know, one guy who, you know, he's he was almost expected to have a great match. You know, at this point, he can't not have a great match. <laughs> you know, that, that's a lot of pressure against Okada. And then 
follow that up with, well, you got the pressure of all these other G1 finals, which have been great, and now you need to do that again. Again, his dance partners are great. It's not like he's out there with a fucking hockey stick trying to have a five-star match. But still, there's pressure that's there. But he's lived up to that challenge every single time. So, and again, in a 24-hour period is even more remarkable to me. My, my, I guess my, my point being in this is, is Kenny Omega more deserving of Wrestler of the Year? I know Kevin Kelly sent us, um, like he was talking about how we were talking about it last week. And Kevin Kelly, again, first, again, I don't, I don't want to, you know, continue to kiss Kevin Kelly's ass, but God damn, that guy, whew, he, he, he puts us over big time. And he goes I really above and beyond when he really doesn't have to. And it, but it's awesome that he does. And, 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 and here's the thing. It's heartfelt, and, and he's honest, and I, I, I appreciate the fact that he thinks so highly of the job that we do. So it's awesome. Um, is, is, is this is – this, are, are we overlooking Kenny Omega in Wrestler of the Year? Or just, just because we're so enamored with the year that, that Okada is having? Well, here's the thing. Uh, I think that you can make the argument for either one of them as wrestler of the year. I mean, when we have the Puro Cast year end awards in December. Oh, I'm not looking, oh, I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> we we we've got to figure out some sort of a system for that. I mean, there there has to be like a ranked voting software out there that yeah. will make it a lot easier for us rather than having to individually input all of these votes in an Excel file. I mean, or a college intern <laughs> or or a college intern who's looking to make a few extra bucks on the side. A few extra bucks? I'm looking for college credits. We can do that, right? We can. Get, we can. The PureCast is is accredited, uh, right? I'll, no? I'll, I'll I'll look into that, Damon. I'll get back to you on that one. But I mean, imagine um, that on a resume. Hi, my name my name is Brittany uh, Thomas. Uh, I interned with the New Japan PureCast. <laughs> hey, look, I have oh, Howard wow, Stern wow. on my resume. So yeah, exactly. Right. Hey, let me ask you a question. Sure. Do you ever wonder, I know this is completely off base, but do you ever wonder like what people think of, of us just by our voices? Like, cause you mentioned Howard and I was like, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, you know how like Howard, it has a very distinctive voice, right? You yeah. hear Howard's voice and it, and it is a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Communicable. That's not a word. Communicable. Uh, yeah. I just okay. We'll go with that. I just made up that fucking word. But it is a, a voice that draws you in, right? It is a captivating voice. It Conversational? Is a, uh, Conversation, but more than that, it is a uh, almost hypnotic. Like you, you, you kind of get into him just via his voice, right? I just always think about like I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I right. always try and picture in my mind what these podcasters actually oh, look like in real life. Absolutely. And nine times out of ten, my my image in my head is completely way off base. Me too. Me too. But I wonder if people do that with us, like people who have never met us and people who have never seen us. Like I wonder if like. You know, people are like a guy and this girl driving in their car, right? And they're listening to us. And I wonder if, like, they they like, I don't. Do you ever wonder that? I wonder that. <laughs> Stupid. Not lately, right. but it does cross my mind sometimes. But getting back to uh, your question, is Kenny Omega the wrestler of the year? Um, to me, I'm I'm sorry. I I've still got to put him at number two. Just just a smidge behind Okada just a smidge if Okada is at five stars Kenny Omega's four and three quarter okay how about five and what was it five and three quarter? Uh, yes five and three quarter <laughs> the, the first ever five and three quarter star match ladies and gentlemen Naito versus like, Omega 
I was like, that has to be a fucking rib. Like that just has to be him just yeah. taking the piss out of us. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let me ask you this then. Being that we're going to get a lot of questions from our listeners, which is one of my favorite shows, by the way. I don't know why. I just love doing these type of shows. We haven't and done this- one in a while. We were supposed to do one uh, a few weeks back, but uh, now we're making up for that. It's going to be a lot of fun, but go ahead. Yeah. Um. So, okay, fair enough. Because And I'm in agreement, too. It, right As of right now, you know, we're you – know, August is, is wrapping up. September is right around the corner. Uh, Okada is my, my, my wrestler of the year with, again – Kenny Omega, just an ass hair behind whatever that means. And just an ass hair behind Kenny Omega is probably Tetsuya Naito for me. Yep. Yep. Okay. So let me ask you this. If Kenny Omega is number two, right, is he still better than everyone else in the entire world? In the entire world, we're talking all promotions. Yeah, why not? Listen, Damon. like, like Like if there wasn't an Okada... Kenny Omega would be would, would have arguably one of the best years of any pro wrestler alive, right? If there was well, I think he still has had one of the best years out of any pro wrestler alive. But he's got Okada right there. Like like how how frustrating has that have to be for him? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's gotta be like I don't think he really thinks about it. I don't think so either, but but re, you know You obviously silly. think about it. Now, I do. Listen, I do a podcast. What do you want from me? <laughs> I think about these things a lot. But I just find it amazing to me that a guy like Kenny Omega and the year that he's having, even a guy like, you know, we said it before, even a guy like, like Naito. Naito is having a better year than just about anybody else in the entire world. Hey, he's, he's the most Okada. popular guy in New Japan, I think. No, but, he, but not even just popularity, like even match quality-wise, right? And then, you know, let's, let's, let's be fair. Uh, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, who... You know, Meltzer threw five at him, right, for his match against Naito, right? Yeah, which was great, which was a different kind of match than uh, Omega versus Okada, certainly. Yeah, and let's not forget, he's working with one fucking arm. The guy had a five, and again, listen, I'm sure guys wrestle with injuries that we don't know of and the severity of whatever. But let's let, let that sink in for a second. Hiroshi Tanahashi, again, once again, in a big fucking spot, in a, in a spotlight match, Working with one mother fucking arm, right, has a five-star match. That's certainly a testament to who Hiroshi Tanahashi is. And his G1 Climax as a whole, you know, all things uh, taken into consideration, it it was great. I watched that Zack Sabre Jr. match. It was on Access the other day, on Friday night. How was the commentary? I mean, you know. You're not too high on it. Well, here's the thing. I think in a in a studio environment, Ross and Barnett are decent. I think so right? too. I think so right? too. In a studio environment, in a live environment, they are out of their element. They just they just can't keep up. Barnett does. Listen, you know that you know what it is. We've talked about it's, it. it. It just is what it is. You can't put those guys in a live environment and 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 expect them to be able to call a New Japan show. I'm sorry, just the proof's in the pudding. In a studio environment, in a in a canned environment, in, in an environment where they could possibly retake if something gets totally fucking botched, yeah, I mean it's it's you know it's not bad. Um, what were we saying? What were we talking? Tanahashi, about? Tanahashi's uh, G one. Yeah, uh, watching Zack Saber, um, junior match, great match, absolutely. Uh, and then follow that up with with Abushi and and Naito. And again, that was night one. That was night one. 
Um, one of the matches of the tournament for a lot of people. I think so. I think so. So, you know, Meltzer was, was throwing the snowflakes around like they were going out of style, right? Um, I mean, just in the past, the, the last, what did he give, another six? He gave another six. Yeah, he? he gave Omega Okada another six, and he gave the Naito Omega final five and three quarters. <laughs> what Whatever that means. What do you think of these stars? Ah, uh, like what are the what is that? What do these things mean like to you? you? <laughs> Not much anymore. Um, no. Like, well, I don't want to say that. Like, like you alluded to earlier, I I think that part of it is him uh, ribbing a lot of people, and it's sort of like a, a little uh, tongue in cheek wink and a nod sort of mm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like at the end of the day, though, like what what is a five and three quarter star match? You know what I mean? Like that's why I kind of prefer adjectives over asterisks when I'm talking even about we, matches. Even though we, even though we always say snowflakes because that's oh, just yeah. the vernacular of the thing. But yeah, we're we're uh, always throwing out snowflakes. But like I, I'm more comfortable saying like, Damon, wow, what a what a phenomenal match that uh, Omega versus Naito finale was. Like it's so, I don't know. It, it it's so weird almost to kind of put uh, a number behind that match, like a scale. Like yeah, I mean you could do it, but at the end of the day, you know, a great match is a great match. Right. I don't know how. Like I, I guess he, he his enjoyment. Like once you reach five, it kind of makes I don't know. Like I I guess he enjoyed one over the other obviously just by giving one a lower number um but it, it is it is I, I saw that five and three quarters and i sent you that text and uh, i tweeted I it like, yeah oh did you yeah yeah i i couldn't believe it i just was just like this guy is 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 out of his mind great like just because he because i the first thing i thought of was you know he's just fucking busting balls at this point um yeah huh. but but you know that that's dave i i, I think um like here's the thing, I I respect his 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 opinions. For sure, and I think his his opinions kind of correlate a lot with what I look for in a pro wrestling match. Um, Same. And 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 I think you know he's just saying these matches were off the charts great, and really that's how I read that as. But you know anything five and above is off the charts great, um, and some things he even thinks you know literally pants down. Dave is watching these matches. Um, That's really the highest rating right there. Pants down. Pants down. Like right. once, <laughs> once you get to that, you right. know, the, the, that, that's like essentially the, the, the pure cast version of five stars. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Once a match gets um, a pants down, you know, it's something special. Yeah. You got to watch it. Um, business is good, right? Yeah. Business is good. Uh, you know, the, the profit profit margins are up with this tour, with this G1. I don't know where they're putting the bodies, but they're they're finding seats and they're they're, they're shoving them in with a shoehorn. Literally, as Gorilla Monsoon would say, hanging off the rafters. Um, so that's positive to me, too. So they're doing something right, Colin. They're doing something right. So for everybody who – and again, everybody, we can put us in that, in that bucket. For every, you know, questionable thing that they do. And every every uh, thing that we say they neglect, whether it be the tag straps or uh, the junior belt or whatever, whatever we we got a problem with or booking decisions in G1, guess what? Fucking fans are buying tickets. Fans are buying tickets. Uh, and and once again, Colin, do you have any requests and questions and emails and all that stuff I get from people who are 
once again making their plans to head over to Wrestle Kingdom. It's, you know, it's becoming uh, it's becoming a destination, Colin, and uh, I think that's only you know due to the fact that this product is, you know, couldn't be red more red hot. I don't think you know. Look at, I mean, they're they're, shell- they're selling New Japan T-shirts. In fucking hot topic, Colin. And I didn't think that it could get any hotter back in 2015 when we first started this podcast. Uh, look at our numbers. I mean, you know, look at just just in our numbers alone. You know, every day, I, you know, I wake up and you know, 12 new people have like you know, New Japan Purecast. And actually, the and, first thing, the first thing that I ever said to you on this podcast was, Damon, can you remember the last time New Japan Pro Wrestling was this hot? Yeah, yeah. I know, and that's and that was just coming off of like one Hammerstein show. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah, <laughs> seriously, it, it 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 is you know silly to think of how this company has grown, and it's really on the backs of Omega, Young Bucks, uh, Los Ingobernables, um, and and to a, a a slightly lower degree. Your Okadas, your Tanahashis, your Kushidas, your, you know, those type of people, you know, in, especially in the U.S., like, mostly in the U.S. You know, it's, 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 you have to give those guys credit and credit due to, to how popular this product has become here in the States. Before we get to the listener Q&A, I had, I had a few uh, last-minute G1 things I kind of wanted to wrap up. Uh, number one, question for you, Damon. When you were uh, at the G1 Climax 25, I believe it was? Uh, yeah. Or, yeah, it was 25 in 2015, right? Yeah, well, whatever. Tanahashi won. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. You, you, you saw the Tanahashi-AJ match. Yeah, Tanahashi-AJ and then... Tanahashi beating Nakamura in the finals. When you were there, was it uh, four to a sumo box? Yep, for the finals. Okay, yep. okay. So, so for these finals, like all, all, all three nights were sellouts, um, but they were doing uh, two to a sumo box instead of four. When I was there, now I don't know if they did that on this one. They may have gone each night at sumo hall with four to a box. They might have. No, they were doing two. Oh, really? That was confirmed. Yeah, per the Wrestling okay. Observer. Okay, okay. Then, then there you go. Yeah. So when I went, when I went, it was, uh, they had they did three nights at Corkin, and then they followed it up with the final three nights at um, Sumo, and it was two to a box. Thank God for that. <laughs> I was like, um, that, there's nothing better than just seeing one dude just like for one night it was me and one guy, and then the second night it was. Uh, me and a guy and his girlfriend, and then um, who was like like fawning over Abushi. Love the Abushi. Well, um, we all love Abushi. All right, but th- this one, like you could tell, the guy was getting a little pissed off. <laughs> like he was just like, "All right, we got it." Hey, that's hard to compete. Abushi's <laughs> hard to compete with. I know. I felt bad for for the poor guy. Um, I, I guarantee Abushi's is, is is not his favorite wrestler. <laughs> that's for sure. Um. And then um, I think yeah, well the, the the last night was I didn't I I knew I wouldn't survive it like I so I stayed up. You know, right when you come through the doors and you go down the first level, I, I kind of stayed around there, and kind of moved around the, the the arena just because I knew I wasn't going to be able to, to survive four hours of sitting on basically a plank of wood, uh, with four guys around me. It just it cross-legged, and it just wasn't going to fucking happen. So These I did are not that comfortable seats for your buttocks, apparently. Nope. 
again, the best way I could I could describe it is is if you want to go to G1, uh, be in shape, right? Be don't don't be uh, a little chubby, don't be a little portly, don't be uh, you know, because you're it's you're going to be uncomfortable. You've got to do your cardio beforehand. Do your cardio beforehand. Two, what I want you to do is I want you to turn off the air conditioner in your house, right? Put on a G1 show, sit on your kitchen floor, call it cross-legged for four hours because that's that's really what you're going to be doing. Um, don't do that, ladies and gentlemen. I don't uh, want anybody, uh, no. anybody to get hurt. Well, listen, I'm just letting you know that that's what G1 is. So if you, if, you know, don't, you know, that it is what it is. Now, again, they have the, the seats in the second level. You could do that. They're, they're regular seats, you know, movie theater style seats. Not you know, super huge, but they are what they are. What if I want to be at the commentary booth? Can I can I do that? I'm waiting. I listen. I would love one day, you know, New Year Dash. You know, it, you, one day Colin's going to be. This is Kevin Kelly alongside Rocky Romero and Damon McDonald. <laughs> that New Year Dash, and your head's going to explode. Um, uh, I would love that. I would be. Uh, that would be fun. Actually, you know what? Not for Dash because they they have weird seats at Dash. I think they sit up 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 in the balcony. I want I want the same seats I got before. They were great on the ramp. Oh, that's so good. That was so much fun. I hope we get that. To kind of put the cherry on top of uh, how hot New Japan is right now, they hadn't legitimately sold out three straight nights of Sumo Hall since 1999. Yeah, but uh, wasn't this one one, the biggest one? Um, Where did I read that? Highest paid uh, gate because of the higher ticket prices. Right. I mean, listen, people are... People are paying. It was the highest gate for a final in history. And again, that is courtesy of the great wrestling observer. A um, few more final thoughts. I know we're kind of dragging this uh, G1 discussion out. Um, if somebody came to you and they told you that they enjoyed Tanahashi versus Naito more than Okada versus Omega, would you understand that? Yeah, I would. Sure. Because I, I, I did see a comment on the NJPW subreddit. I think it was in uh, our thread, actually, with the latest PuroCast episode. And I, I, I did understand where that uh, listener was coming from. Because, I mean, as far as great storytelling goes, I mean, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a better match from the tournament than that Naito-Tanahashi match. And and truth be told, I, I don't think that their series of matches, their three matches gets enough credit no and that, and that's the thing like this this okada omega trilogy has been so uh, fantastic that i think that people are forgetting the great trilogy that tanahashi and naito had the uh the, how about the kushida takahashi trilogy even though one right. of the matches was a, was a squash still i agree there's so uh, like you know I, I'm shoulder shrugging because it's just like what I don't you you know in any other year like right. Tanahashi and, Naito is feud of the year for sure yeah yeah any I, other I, year I, I tend to agree uh, it's 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 maddening it's maddening how how not only how great it is because usually you'll get great stuff in every promotion every promotion you can point a finger at and be like okay this this is this is great shit but just the depth the depth of greatness. And yes, there's shit that, again, we hand wave and there's shit that we, you know, we get accused of being overly negative and, you know, and there are times where, listen, you know, you just have enough. You have, a, you have enough of the multi-man tags and you just want to, you know, jump out a window. You know, that, you know, that's part of the deal. But the depth of, of which the talent steps up 
It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Um, you know, I, I don't – I really am hard-pressed to, 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 to think, like, what else could people want? You know, what else can people want? Um, and again, we do a show and we need things to talk about. And sometimes we um, sometimes we like to stir the pot a little bit. And I don't even think it's a, like like I don't think we stir the pot just to stir the pot. Let me no. make that perfectly fucking clear. But if you're going to ask me what do I think about, you know, 706 man tags at Cork and Hall, you know, I'm going to be honest. But I'm also going to be honest and, and tell you that I, never have I ever have seen the 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 deepness of greatness that we have in 2017 with New Japan. Well, I was going to ask you one more question, but one of oh, those please. questions actually coincides with the uh, listener Q&A that we're going to get into. But before we get into that, folks, Damien, you know when I watch that final and I look around at the sea of people in their LIJ shirts, I often mm-hmm. wonder, boy, I I would really love to have one of those shirts for myself, but not from Hot Topic. I I, I wanted to come directly from Japan, and uh-huh. geez, where, where how how can I get one without buying the airfare, traveling all the way to Tokyo? Do, do you know a way? I do, Colin. You don't have to step foot in that Hot Topic. Don't don't embarrass yourself like that, please. Why would you do something like that? You're a grown man. What are you gonna get? Again, a My Chemical Romance T-shirt too, studded belt. Are you out of your mind? Are they still a band? I don't even know. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, but I will tell you this, Colin, that uh, for, for me, for my dollar, uh, it's a simple decision. It's gaijincollectibles.com, Colin. Um, your number one source for Japanese professional wrestling merchandise shipped straight to your door. Easy peasy, right? Lemon squeezy. It's simple. Uh, the good people over there at Gaijin Collectibles. Uh, we talk to them a lot, and uh, we are proud to be sponsored by Gaijin Collectibles because if you want the New Japan stuff that you see at the store, Gaijin Collectibles can get it, ship it straight to your door. You want the All Japan stuff, they can do that too. How Again, about the Noah can, stuff? Colin, do you want some Noah stuff? It's a Marafuji t-shirt? Who a Nakajima it? t-shirt. Ah, now you're talking. Guess guess what you go? You go to Gaijin Collectibles, and they can help you out. Uh, simple, easy. And uh, pain-free, that's what I like to say, and that's what I like to deal with Gaijin Collectibles for all of my Japanese pro wrestling needs. And uh, speaking of merchandise, folks, pretty soon, pretty soon, I'm going to be setting up that shop on NewJapanPurocast.com. We are going to have uh, pre-orders for official New Japan Purocast t-shirts sooner rather than later. I'm trying to get everything in order here and make sure everything is set up properly. But um, huge props to our good buddy on Facebook, Brett Spangler, who... Uh, he hooked us up again, right? Oh, my goodness. He, he he does such tremendous work, and the guy doesn't ask anything in return. You know, I, I, I kind of feel bad that he's designing such great stuff for us. And uh, Well, I, you know, I sent him a little little care package to, good, uh, good. to show our appreciation. Uh, I, I got him a, you know, he... I got him a little something, something. So, uh, you know, it's not like he's going completely empty handed. But, yeah, for the work that he puts in, you know, it's it's really an amazing thing. And he's a great guy. And and may I say, if if uh, you have graphic design needs, geez, Louise, uh, look up Brett because uh, he's a he's a pleasure to work with. A great guy, uh, talented as fuck. And uh, and he helps out the pure cast big time. Yeah, so folks, keep your eyes peeled on our uh, social media accounts. There will be an announcement coming sooner rather than later. I'm just working very diligently to make sure that everything is set up properly. So you will have that to look forward to. An official 
New Japan PuroCast t-shirt. Yeah, and they look, uh, can I say, Con, they look sharp? I'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, I showed Damon a little preview of uh, what is to be expected, and, and I, I think that uh, people are going to be quite pleased. I think so, too. That and the left, oh, guess what, Con? I got breaking news for you. Breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, this weekend, I went shopping for a leather jacket. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. So, uh, look, all I need is that T-shirt. Uh. What, what did I tell you the other day, Damon? What's that? I told you that f- f- come fall, I'm, I'm I'm pulling the trigger on the leather jacket. Make it happen, brother. Come the fall. Listen, we'll be like we'll be like the Midnight Express, man. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are you? I'm Bobby Eaton. Fuck okay. that. You could be Stanley. All right. Uh, I'm jumping off the top rope, man. Uh, look, we, yeah, we'll be rocking the leather jackets and the pure kiss t-shirts and the pins from month. Uh, look, we're we got it made in the shade. We're 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 uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be. Uh, to wrap it up in a nutshell, we're going to be styling and profiling. Alrighty, what do you say we get into a little listener Q and A? This is always a oh, fun time. Uh, love it. And we've it's got like a lot speed of. Dating. It reminds me of like speed <laughs> dating. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm going to sit down and answer questions, and oh, it makes me a little nervous. Oh, okay, here we go. Yeah, so I put the uh, APB up on Twitter, and as always, we got a tremendous response. And I think I'm going to start out with our friend Nicholas Herbert on Twitter, and he asks us the question. Uh, what are both of your guilty pleasures when it comes to NJPW, either match-wise or wrestler-wise? Well, I, I I think it's quite obvious with me. You know, I'm uh, I kind of turn the corner on not not only our our uh, our boy Yujiro Takahashi, but uh, you know, pretty recently I've I've been getting into Tai Chi's entrance. I think oh, that the entrance goodness. is uh, pretty pretty amazing. Oh, I can't believe you're saying that. And that really is like. Oh, like, but when the match starts, you, you you just you're out, right? Oh yeah, when the bell rings, I mean that's where the allure kind of ends. Oh my god! Wow. I don't know. I'm I'm really trying to rack my brain like a guilty pleasure, like because there's not a lot of things I would consider to be kind of cringy or or hand wavy in the and promotion. the cringy stuff you usually hate anyway, so. Right, right. I'm like not gonna the piano like stuff. Like, I'm not going to secretly be like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to fucking turn this on and not have anyone. You know, it's not like it's, a, you know, poison or something, you know. Um, huh. Guilty pleasure, New Japan-wise. I do like, um, I, don't, I, even, I can't even say the Young Lions because I think everybody likes the Young Lions. Um, yeah. I'm going to say, all right, I'm going to say, and it's somebody that, that I've turned the corner on. And I think it has more to do with um, just how he presents himself and how he um, carries himself outside the ring and on social media. I'm going to go with uh, Monster Mornings, Colin. Ah, our boy uh, Manubu Nakanishi. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's something... You know, something just that like they they you know we call them the New Japan dads, obviously, right? But it, like it's just there's something just comforting about him that I I don't know. I just uh, I've warmed up to him. I find him to be uh, completely harmless, um, and it's not like I'm going out of my way to watch. But like when he's on, I'm not quick to lay the boots to, right? Um, you know what I was thinking of the other day. What's that? Do you remember that match that Nakanishi had with Nagata from like late last year? Yes. It was like a four-star match. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, 
I, I would. I'm going to go there. I'm, I, I might go there. And I also do enjoy. Uh, and again, I think people also would enjoy this. I, I like. Uh, I like it when Tiger Mask is a dick. I like dickhead Tiger Mask. Right when he's just a surly. When he when he's kicking the shit out of uh, young lions. Um, I like that version of Tiger Mask. Um, so I'll go. I'll go that route. Those are probably the two uh, guilty pleasures for Damon right now. Next question comes from at Suplex Senpai on Twitter. Um, he says, think we'll see Goto and Ishii challenge for the tag titles at Wrestle Kingdom? If not, <laughs> if not, where do you think they'll both wind up on that show? Uh, New Japan Rumble? Uh, no, no, they're not going to no, be New I don't Japan think Rumble. No, no, I don't think they're, they're – they're, do I think that they will? I want them to. You know I've been saying it for months um, that an Ishii-Goto tag team would be – fucking perfect we saw it in the uh world tag league last year right like it was goto and ishii together was it not i thought so and we wanted uh yeah yeah and that fell apart yeah i um, I, I remember them having like a like a four-star match with uh sonata and evil actually like that was know, like that, one of the standouts of that show and then of course I, they fizzled out i think honestly those guys are you know in the never mix that's that's where they are they're in the in the in the never mix um, and I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, I don't, I don't know about Dome, right? I think Dome, I, I'll tell you what I'd like to see. Some, somebody that get their fucking due, and that's somebody being Michael Elgin. Yeah. Um, I'd, like to see, I'd like to see an Elgin Suzuki at the fucking Dome for the Never title, to be, to be truthful. Um, but that's, I, that's where they are. What, where, do they, where do they land? It's a... a, a a match somewhere on that show, and I don't think they're going to be a tag team. That, truth be told, put a gun to my head. I don't. I don't think we see Goto and Ishii um, as a tag team at Wrestle Kingdom. Alrighty, let's see here. How uh, about you? What do you What do you think, Colin? Don't just blow it off. Don't 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 put the feet under just my feet. Goto and Ishii. Honestly, I have no. I, I mean, here's the thing. Tomohiro Ishii. Um, I think he's one of the MVPs of the. I mean, there's. You can make the case for a lot of people being the MVP from uh, this past G1. Uh, I think Tomohiro Ishii certainly has to be in the mix. Uh, he's still one of my favorite uh, pro wrestlers in New Japan. I think that he's been having, uh, as far as match quality goes, a fantastic year. Um, yeah. You know what's going to be interesting, Colin? What's going to be that unsung hero award that we have at the end of the year? Oh, that's I was going to be. A that's going to be an interesting fucking way that, that our listeners vote. I think so, too, because I think you're going to have Goto and Ishii in there, but I also think that you're probably going to see Michael Elgin in there. Yep, I think so, too. He would be he would be my pick. Unless he like wins the IWGP heavyweight title <laughs> before the end of this year, somehow. A lot, a lot of things got to change there. Yeah, a lot of things do got to change. Um I, and you know what? I know. I know. I have Ring of Honor, pe- Colin. I know we have Ring of Honor people listening to this fucking show. Yes. Can I? Can I say one thing? Sure. Can whatever? Can whatever between Michael Elgin and Ring of Honor? Because there is a thing, right? For whatever reason, Elgin can't get booked on that on Ring of Honor, and he said it publicly. So it's not like I'm, you know, spilling the beans on anything. Can Can that get fixed? Can that? What? what come on. Why? What? I mean, Jesus Christ. Get, get Elgin on the Ring of Honor shows, please. The guy's had an A-plus year in the ring. I mean, no joke. Come on. Fix this. Make this fucking happen. Will you please? Thank you. That's my rant for the day. 
All right, next question comes from at T Wrestling Fan. Uh, and this was one of the questions I was going to ask you earlier, Damon. Um, he asks, since wrestling, or excuse me, since watching G1, what match is the most underrated G1 match? Um, excuse huh. the expression, Damon, but I think uh-huh. that a lot of people are sleeping. Oh. <laughs> Who said that? Who, what's this guy's name? Uh, what was it? At wrestling fan all right well sleeping nobody is talking about abushi versus ishii like i rewatched yeah. that the other day what a, what a pleasure that was to watch what a great match but like yeah. again the, the 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 plethora of four star matches that we've seen throughout this tournament I'm, i mean a lot of these great matches are getting lost in the shuffle and i think that that is definitely one of them abushi ishii for me i think omega Suzuki for me. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, and That's I one I still it. have to go back and rewatch. Yeah. Uh, well, you're in luck if you if you uh, this Friday set your DVR because um, they're doing that match on Access. Um, go back and watch that one. I think that one gets lost in the shuffle. I think that's a, that's a that's an underrated match. And here's the thing, I kind of I kind of I, I, sh- I don't know if I shit on it, but I was I, I was you know I didn't like the brawling in the crowd and you know that kind of stuff, but. Uh, I think that that go for, that falls under the radar to a lot of people, um, and I think uh, even for me too. And but upon rewatching it, it 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 hits a higher mark for me than than I originally even thought. So I would go that one. We've got a lot of people asking about uh, Lij on Twitter, especially yeah. uh, Sonata and Evil. And this one comes from Adrian Gaskin. And he asks, what is the ceiling for Sonata and Evil? Also, when do you see the Elite breaking off? Okay, first part right, of that question. For, 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 right, we're going to get to your question in a second, but just a fun fact. You want a Damon fun fact? Sure, I love Damon fun facts. So, uh, you know how like when you're growing up, you, you're like, oh, if I had a boy, I'd name him blank. Or if I had a girl, I'd name her blank, right? Right. You, you know, so I, I, I always wanted to have a, a boy named Adrian. I don't know why. I wanted to have a boy named Adrian, and I wanted to have a girl named Darby. Darby, that was a. Uh, I, I had a dog named Darby. Really? Yes. Are you saying my daughter's a dog? You prick. Hey, Dar- Dar- Darby you, was a very handsome golden retriever. I'll have you know. Ah. He's a handsome but, looking boy. But it would be like the D apostrophe A R B Y. I don't know why. D wait D apostrophe no. A R B Y. What? No, I, I'm wrong. What I'm do you have? No D A R B Y. That's how yes. you spell Darby. Get out of right, here listen. with that apostrophe shit. I want an asterisk. I want D A. Uh, asterisk. <laughs> I want a uh, uh, bang DA. <laughs> I want an omulet. Uh, <laughs> yes. I'm going to name my son Colin Jr., but it's going to have an omulet over the O. I'm starving. Do we have any omulets? <laughs> a ham and cheese omulet. It's dying. All right. Um, Thank God you're not having children, by the way. Oh, my God. Oh, you have no idea. Trust me. I can't. Listen. I can't even have a potted plant in my office. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm a child? Oh, my goodness. Sonata and Evil Damon. They're, yeah, sorry. They're ceiling. Now, if you would have asked me this a while back, like, for Evil, I would have said, ah, oh, you know, I see him going after the, the Never title. Uh, obviously, I was wrong. Uh, Sonata, man, there's a guy who has so much potential. I mean, he's so athletic. Uh, you mentioned that he's really got to work on his facial expressions, which is something that... I've been uh, taking note of as of late when I go back and rewatch some of those Sonata G1 matches. Um, boy. We, boy, we sound like Jim Ross there, didn't we? <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Athletic, 
physicality. Oh, the only thing the only thing you didn't say was uh, what? Uh, um, uh, well, well, I was listening to him commentate last night on that uh, NXT gimmick. So forgive me. Oh, was he on it? Yeah, he he, he called one of the matches. Really? They, live? Yeah, of course. Huh? Isn't that weird? It, it, it is kind of weird that like the the New Japan commentator on Access TV is simultaneously signed with WWE and showing up and doing live show. Like it, it is very strange. Yeah. Is it is it Morrow uh, calling NXT now? Yes, it is. It, it, it is so Morrow and Jim Ross. Yeah, Morrow, Jim Ross, and you know who else is there? Um, Got it, Kevin Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kevin Kelly and uh, Don Kelly Callis walking. are there. <laughs> All right. Good God. Uh, no, uh, N- Nigel McGuinness. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did know that. I did know that. Yeah, him and Morrow together. Boy, what a, what a pleasure it is to listen to them. But uh, I digress. They had. Uh, I know we're all over the map, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, we had uh, Red Dragon show up, right? Uh, yes, we did. Uh, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and you know who else showed up? Who's that? Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> My favorite. Wow, they're just. Uh... You know, it's funny, too. Like, immediately after he showed up, one of the Jackson brothers tweeted, I think I just saw a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, those witty fuckers. Oh, that's good. Nice one. Nice job by the Bucks. Look, those guys got that that Twitter shit down, Pat. They do. They they, they know how to work it. They certainly think I saw a ghost. That, That might be line of the fucking day. Wow, that hits home. Nice one. Good work by them. Good boys. So not an evil though, Damon. Well, like, oh, like, like where, <laughs> where do you see like what, the the point I'm trying to get across here is I saw Sonata as the number two guy in Lij. Uh, right. Now evil is being positioned as the number two guy. Yeah, heavyweight that uh, is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I personally thought it was going to be the flip mode of that, right? I thought we were talking about evil. We even said evil, take a back seat this time and, and see what Sonata can do. Um, I, look, I agree. I, I To me, the Sonata character is a lot more interesting than the evil character, right? I think there is a definite, at least to me personally, there there is a, a ceiling on what evil is and what, you know, he's like a, He's like a cross between Kevin Sullivan and Michael Elgin, right? Yeah, um, that's a good comparison. You know, so I mean, I don't, I don't know how far that goes. I mean, do you? Is that is that money? I, I personally, and look, again, who the fuck am I? But I see more money with a, a Sonata than I do with an Evil. That's just me. He's got to get yeah. rid of that white T-shirt though and that mask, please. Uh, I, 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 I don't like it. All right, well, look, I'll, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I'll call somebody. Um, I, I just, I personally, I, I see that I see a higher ceiling in the long run for a Sonata than I do an evil. Um, I haven't been proved right on that yet. No, and, neither have I. Right. But again, I'm, I'm sticking to my guns and I, I just think there's more upside with a Sonata than there is with an evil as we stand here today in August of, of 2017. And the last part of that question, uh, when do you see the elite breaking off? I assume he means the elite breaking off from the Bullet Club. Mm. Um, I, I, I do think that's going to happen because I I don't think that they did that uh, Tama Tonga uh, pipe bomb in the in, in the middle of the match for nothing. I really don't think they did that for nothing. And and now with uh, 
I'm sure you saw online with the, and again, we're, we're, we're getting our palates wet again. We're getting, we're getting teased a little bit. We're getting, uh, we're getting googly eyed with the shit that we saw online with Kota Obushi, right? And Kenny Omega. You right. see that video? Yes, you I did. Little, you see that ba- little the, backstage, the backstage thing? one, right? Yep. Yep, 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 yep. And that little secret, you know, kind of little exchange and um again, just a little a little uh a little more dipping in to that uh dream matchup of Omega and Abushi that everyone is clamoring for. And, and and again, maybe we see that at a dome. Who knows? I mean we've been we've been strung along for a while now. But very interesting, very interesting indeed. So, where does the do the elite go? Yeah, I I think even right now, let's let's be truthful. The elite feels to me that is a separate end, entity than from the Bullet Club, right? You yeah. just you know who the the bottom feeders are in the Bullet Club, and you know you, you know that that the Jacksons and 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 Kenny Omega are a notch above. Thus, the elite moniker, Colin. So um, when that happens, I mean, what do you think? You think Wrestle Kingdom-ish? I think, think it's this gonna, year. I, I think it's going to be this year. Okay, I'll go with this year. Why not? Sure. This this year. Um, I here's the thing though. I'd be very curious. And again, I don't have the numbers on this, but I'd be very curious as to how that impacts. We always talk about those merch sales, right? Like if Kenny Omega kind of goes off on his own, how does that impact Bullet Club merch being moved, right? And and, and I'm going to say something, and again, I don't know, but I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are driving that that force right now. Uh, yeah, I think that's safe to say. I don't I, I don't think that God is the driving force behind right. the Bullet Club. Right. When somebody goes in there with the intention of buying a Bullet Club T-shirt, you're you're thinking Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, and maybe even a Marty Scurll. I'm thinking right? AJ Styles personally. But, you know. <laughs> well, you're old school. That's just you're me. I'm a Carl Anderson kind of guy, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Prince Devitt kind of guy. Fergal guy. A Fergal. Um, That's what I would name my son, Fergal. Fergal, Fergal? Miller. No, I see. I can't do the Fergal because here's the thing. In the '80s, there was this guy, Fergal Sharky. I think it was his name. And he and he had like this these terrible songs and like I would never name my kid that just because I just think of that one guy sounds like a Fergal sleazy Sharky. pro wrestling promoter Fergal <laughs> Sharky running the yeah, VA I'm hall <laughs> I'm doing that Fergal Sharky show yeah I'm am taking tickets and like he'd screw you over at the end with yeah, the payday you, you got to sell twenty tickets you'll be in a battle royal yeah we all know those guys <laughs> um yeah Fergal Sharky I just remember that. All right, so that's that. What, what else we got, Colin? We got a lot of questions this week. I like this. Yeah, we do. We, we had a uh, tremendous response, as I said. Uh, this one comes from Cameron D.C. Stewart. I was, gonna, I was hoping you said Cameron Diaz. I was no, like, not, not, not Cameron me? Diaz, although I am a fan. Uh, <laughs> what Japanese wrestlers would you like to see wrestle for New Japan that haven't worked for them before? Well, I'm kind of going to answer this question half-assed because this guy did, I guess, you, you can say he worked for them before. Um, I, I'd really love to see them get Nakajima. Um I'm a big fan of this guy. Um, I heard that his match with Brian Cage Jeez. from yeah, Noah watch was really great. And it is on YouTube right now, so you can just pull it up on there. Um, I, I, I do have to go back and watch that. But um, uh, I, I'd love to see them scoop up Nakajima. That's a great pick, actually. I, I, I like that one a lot. And truth be told, can't really think of one better. And 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 I've said it a thousand times before. Like I am a big fan of healthy promotions all the way through, right? I'm not I'm not this guy that's like 
scoop up the best talent from everywhere and put everybody out of fucking business. So answering that question does take this all with a grain of salt, mind you. But um, I think a Sakamoto is um, one of my favorite wrestlers in Big Japan. Yeah, you talk about him a lot. He's he is you know he's he is a big guy, uh, but he moves like a cat, and uh, one of my favorites. Like like if you if you're fa- if you want to kind of get into other things and you know Big Japan is on your radar, you're you're looking at those main events with him. They're they're always great. Uh, but again, I could go Kento Miyahara in in all Japan, right? But but that would that would destroy them. I really feel like it would destroy them. Um, and that's a promotion that's really on an upright. I'm, I, for the first time, Colin, I'm worried about getting all Japan tickets when I go over it this year. Like, I'm worried about fucking getting all Japan because they're doing real well houses uh, in Cork and Hall. And that's great, right? That's great for business, but shit for me. I want fucking... <laughs> you want front row ringside seats. I'm a very important person, Colin. Hey, you are. I'm not going to argue with that. But you could, I mean, truth be told, last year and even the years before that, Come on, you could get them day of the day of the show, and you'd be second row, easy. Um, you know, but a Suwama would be nice. Uh, Joe Doring would be a would be, would be great. Um, and those are, I mean, Joe Doring's never worked in New Japan. He's a big hoss kind of guy. And so yeah, but but truth be told, I I. I'm not a big fan of scooping up other guys from other promotions just for that reason. So there you go. Sam Sparing asks, if someone was to get into older NJPW, yes. which show would be the first show to give a go? And he's talking like starting at 2000. Um, I, I can tell you what I've been doing uh, lately. Actually, I, I just started doing this. And, and we're going like way before 2000. But this does fit with the theme of the question. Uh, I've been going to uh, Senor Lariato's uh, must-watch list. Yes, And if you don't know where that is, you can go to NewJapanPuroCast.com and click on our resources tab at the top of the page, and we have a link to it right there. But I started off uh, in 1980 watching his uh, highly recommended matches, and uh, what, what, what was I watching the other day? Um, I was watching Dynamite Kid uh, versus Tatsumi Fujinami. Okay. And I was watching uh, Stan Hansen versus Antonio Anoki. I was watching Hansen versus Andre the Giant. So that's kind of the method I'm using. I'm I'm watching like the the highly recommended matches, which are the ones highlighted in gold on the Excel spreadsheet. Right. Maybe you should link that. Send that a link to that if you can. Um, sure. It is on our website though. Just you know. Oh. If you're... Oh yeah, it is. You know what? I do remember that. Okay. See, here's the thing with 2000 though. Um, you're getting guys that are kind of at the, I don't want, I don't want to say the tail end of their careers, um, in the Chonos and the Mudas, uh, and then the Sasakes and, um, Tenrus and the, like, like those kind of guys are, you know, kind of at the tail end of, of their greatness. Right. Um, trying to think back. Like, what did I really enjoy during that time period? We actually got a lot I, of I, questions about the Dark Ages. Um, so, uh, well, see, that, that's where you kind of got the, like, uh, you know, that obsession with fucking the MMA guys destroying the, the pro wrestling guys, right? And that was uh, more like Anoki's brainchild, correct? Yeah, I mean, he, had, he always had that obsession, yes, yes, um, of, of legitimate, like, like having this, you know, having the pro wrestler fight 
MMA guys and karate guys and judo guys and shit like that. Um, I mean, look, if I'm you and I'm and I'm thinking, okay, 2000 era, era and and you start at the dome shows and you'll have your you know Kensuke. Uh, I always say Kensuke, but it's uh, Kensuke Sakata. I can't pronounce. I fucking stink. You know, we had somebody like 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 just. I love your show, but you can't pronounce their names. And I like I was like, yep, you're right. I fucking stink. I am. I have a mush mouth when it comes to fucking. Pr- pronouncing names and or the english language yeah so, but listen yes. I, I i've been listening to brian alvarez say kazuchika okada and i've been listening to dave Meltzer say togi makabe for for years now and you know right. w- w- what are you gonna do i don't know Alexa, it's, it's, do? It's, it's, if you listen to this show and you're looking for proper pronunciations uh, i don't i don't know what to tell i can't even say colin miller right so, so um damon uh, mcdonald <laughs> Uh, Choshu Hashimoto, I remember from a dome show. I want to say it was 2000, 2001, 2002, somewhere around there. Uh, How about Fujita? Yeah, he's all right. Not a fan? No. No. Because Uh, that was another one of our questions from at goodnightlove35. He wanted your opinion on Fujita from the Dark Ages. Again, it's, it's, it's... He's not my thing, you know what I mean? Like he's got that. Um, again, right around this time, you you kind of had like um, Don Fry back in there. Um, Fujita, if I'm not mistaken, he was in that mix. Like he was like a K1 guy, if I'm not mistaken, a Pride guy, like a Pride the the the, the MMA guy um, or MMA promotion. If I'm not mistaken, he um, he was all about Antonio Inoki. So he was like a he the, the apple doesn't fall far far from the tree with this guy, um. So he was all up in the the legitimate pro wrestling style, and it just wasn't my thing. You know what I mean? Like it just was one of those things where it was just like, eh. I found it. I, look, truth be told, I found it pretty boring. And when we talk about those dark times, I just couldn't get into it. Um. Yeah, I. I it's just not my thing. No. Go back I, and I, watch I, Benoit versus Tenzon. I think from like 2000. Oh, yeah, I remember you I remember you you going crazy for that one. You like that one. That's a great right? match. Yeah. Matter of fact, he, I think Fujita is um if I'm not mistaken, he was on a IGF show, like Anoki's promotion when I was there. Um the last time I was there. Um but I never I or yeah, I, it was either the last time I was there and I was just kind of like I'm not I, I really don't want to see this. Um, I could be dead wrong, but anyway, I wasn't a fan. So th- to answer your question, all right, next couple more questions. Uh, this next one comes from, and I, I apologize, my friend, I'm about to butcher your name to hell, but uh, T- Tarun Visal. Again, I apologize for that. That was probably it's Joe Brian Alvarez. Horrible, <laughs> but anyway, his next question is a, a very interesting question that has uh, uh, been on my mind for a while now, and he asks. With an almost certain Daniel Bryan in-ring return after his WWE contract expires, how do you see New Japan handling him if he signs? Well, again, this to to New Japan? Uh, yeah, yeah. You really think he's coming back? Oh, absolutely, Damon. If if you've been listening to anything from the past few days, um, he's made it pretty clear, 
and his wife has made it pretty clear that he it, it's it's not a question of if at this point it's a question of when i mean i know he's been doing the uh hyperbaric chamber gimmick which seems to uh have been helping him uh wasn't that wasn't that the main event at great american bash 91 <laughs> <laughs> i think um I, I think he even said he, he he put out a number. He wants to wrestle like uh, 60 times a year. And a- absolutely, I think, you know what? If, if, if you want a hot take, maybe this isn't even really a hot take at this point, but you will see him at uh, Wrestle Kingdom 13. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I mean it just just from listening to to the the number of dates that he wants to wrestle and what's he and and what he wants to do I mean he's all about CMLL. Uh, Speaking of which, Juice is there. A uh, Juice is there now. Juice is there now. Yeah, currently. Uh, That's but, you know, awesome. With the, with the with them being taking a little time off after G one. Yeah, he's he's currently in Mexico. All right, so go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, he he loves CMLL. He wants to wrestle there. I think he would love to do stuff with Ring of Honor. You know, both of whom are partners with New Japan. And uh, he he was on a podcast recently. I think it was Edge and Christian's podcast. Apparently, they have one now. I mean, everybody's got a fucking podcast. Who doesn't have a podcast? Um, Look, you know what? There's there's a I, and here's the thing. I'm gonna give a shout out. Here's 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 Damon being a good guy. I'm gonna give a shout out to uh, a new podcast. It's actually a new New Japan podcast. Um. And I forget their fucking names. <laughs> um, but it, the, the interesting concept is, is uh, it's a guy, and I want to say it's his wife or is his girlfriend. I'm not a friend. I don't want to assume. I listened to a little bit of it. I actually did. I thought it was good. Um, but she's Japanese, so oh, she nice. helps. Yeah, so she helps kind of fill in the gaps of what people are saying and how they're saying it. And truth be told, you know, it's their first couple of shows, um, so it's you know they don't have the. Listen, they don't have the chops like we do, Colin. <laughs> well, you know, we're seasoned veterans in this uh, New Japan podcasting game. But if you want to, if you want a show where they can probably pronounce the names right, you might, you might want to listen to them. <laughs> uh, but it sounded good. But um, I, I like the fact that, see, to me, I would rather have a fan based podcast, and I'll tell you why. Because you're going to get true, actual emotion and true, actual feelings and true, actual how do I feel about a situation, right? And I really don't think like like I think we could have we could have people on our show, right? I I guarantee it. Listen, you know who we could have on this show. We we've said it a thousand times. We could have guests on this show. We could have a lot of people. I, I don't. And 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 we we're very particular on who we would even want. Number one, and number two, um, like having a guy like Kevin Kelly on, I think is an interesting thing and it's a fun thing. Like and I would have Kevin Kelly on tomorrow, right? But to have like a worker come on the show and talk about it, like what are they going to say that you don't already know? You know what I mean? Like I just find that to be kind of boring. And I think a lot of other podcasts kind of have that uh, interview a worker thing covered. You know what right. I mean? Like there's so many podcasts out there that uh, have these guys on that I, I, I kind of do see us more as the fans podcast where you I and I too. sit down and we have a discussion about New Japan Pro Wrestling and the, the listeners are kind of in the backseat uh, li- li- listening to us go on this uh, inane journey. Right, and I think those those types of, of podcasts to me are, are a thousand times more interesting than, so how did you get started in pro wrestling? You know what I mean? Like I, You've heard it a thousand times. You know all the stories. And it's not like you're going to ask somebody, you know, they're not going to jeopardize their career and be like, yeah, that guy's an asshole in the locker. You know, I don't know. 
Uh, so, I mean, uh, sorry for, to go on that little little tangent, but I love the fact that there's like like I wish everybody everybody do a podcast, knock yourselves out because the the, the cream usually rises to the top, right? Right. And 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 I and to me, you know, the more people that hear about the product, and the more people that enjoy the product, I, that's what I care about. That's really all the fuck I care about. That and you know, just praise on Twitter when Colin sends me the. <laughs> I <laughs> praise. Right. He sends me. He say texts me just to make sure I'm in a good mood. It, it usually sets my mood well um, for the rest of the day when when I hear good things about the New Japan PRcast. Anyway, right, though, so. uh, before you 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 went off on that little podcast tangent, Damon, yes. I was uh, I was alluding to this Edge and Christian podcast that Daniel Bryan was on. Uh, it, it, it it sounded like it was a very uh, revealing, uh, candid interview, and uh, yeah, I, I I truly do believe that he is going to wind up in New Japan, and I think that like the main question that people have is, well, you know, uh, what is he gonna be able to do? Well, I I, I ask you to think about this. Think about okay. the fact that Hiroshi Tanahashi just had a five-star match with Tetsuya Naito with one arm. And, like, yeah. those guys weren't doing big move after big move in that match, were they? Like, I don't I even mean, think they, they did. They picked their spots. They picked their moments. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think they did half the stuff that Omega and Okada did. So, like, it's not like... Yeah, I mean, listen, it's not like it was fucking Jerry Briscoe and Dory Funk Jr., right? No, but, no, no. But, but yeah, I, I think... I think you get, you have a valid point. Yes. Yeah, I I I don't think that Daniel Bryan has to um, kill himself and uh, do dangerous things in order to have a great match. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. But I I I'm a believer. I think you're gonna he he is going to wind up in uh, New Japan. Now I don't think he's gonna be like IWGP Heavyweight Champion or anything like that. Um, I see his role more as like a. Uh, a, a, a like little a Cody Rhodes, um, higher than Cody, a little higher okay. than Cody, but yeah, kind of similar to that for sure. Okay. Look, I if, if this does come to pass, and Con, you seem very confident in what you're hearing and what you're what what the gentleman is saying. Look, you deserve some fucking props because because it started out as a little tongue in cheek joke with you, but you you had you have been behind this. For a long fucking time, you, for over you a year now, and and when nobody was really talking about it, nobody would even nobody would even mention the two names together. So we laugh. I mean, if this does happen, you got a lot of fucking people that owe you an apology because I know you got fucking kicked to the curb about this. So, uh, I, I listen. I just want. Here's what I want. Fuck it, I want it to happen just so you get that moment in the sunshine. <laughs> as as Liam would sing, in the sunshine. Uh, you deserve it, my friend, uh, if, if this comes to pass. Good for you. Well, well, well hey, look, not, not to toot my own horn, but when I did first start talking about this thing and people kind of hand-waved it, you know, what, what was eventually printed in the Observer? Oh, Daniel Bryan was really close to going to New Japan in <laughs> Ring of Honor. And right. now Meltzer is once again talking about it uh, as if it's a uh, um, when, not an if. So, uh, you know, just... Hang tight. I, I personally think to just kind of wrap this question up, you will see him at Wrestle Kingdom 13. So, uh, there you go. All mo right. Moving on here, a few, a few more questions and then we'll go home. Uh, ah, our, our, our good friend at Gaming Gumboot. Ah, yo, I know you're a big around. fan of the Gaming Gumboot. Um, Listen, this, this, this Gaming Gumboot, he's been around since the beginning. He has. He's an old school PuroCast listener. He's got the VIP table. He's earned the VIP table. That that uh, where's he from? New Zealand, right? Uh yeah, I think I he's from New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. Right. 
All right, crowded house, brother. All right. <laughs> All right, what do you got? Uh, what is the one thing you want NJPW to change in regards to their actual in-ring, their production, no. their schedule, or their booking? I was hoping that you would say fucking ticket situation for Wrestle Kingdom. That's number one. Mm. What a nightmare that always. Every year I got to go through this fucking rigmarole trying to get tickets to this show. Decent seconds. I'm with Golden Circle because I'm important. Ugh, what a nightmare. I got to fucking get through to get through these these tickets. <sighs> I wish they would change that. Just put them online and let mm, this lottery and this fan club and uh, you need a Japanese address. Put them on and, Ticketmaster. That's what I'm saying. Just come on. That's frustrating. I got to be honest with you. That is really frustrating. Um, I have a few things on my mind with this question, actually. What would they change production-wise? Mm, I know you want every app, you know, every streaming device, all that. <laughs> I, I do, I do, I, I do want a New Japan World app on Roku. You know, they did the Amazon Fire, so let's get one for Roku. Let's get one for Apple TV, and then right. we'll we'll have all the major uh, streaming consoles covered. Unless I, you want to go to gaming devices, PlayStation Four, Xbox, whatnot. But um, right, I'm yeah. gonna go with this, and this is the most frustrating thing in life for me right now. Is like you you have a song in your head, or you you remember a song, or maybe it's on your uh, phone or iPod or whatever, and you, and you go to like to a Spotify, right? You, and you just want to hear the song. You, you know, we live in a world of instant gratification. You go in, you type it in, and oh, band's not available in your area. Like my, one of my favorite bands is Suede, and I, there's zero on Spotify, and it's like this is my fucking favorite band. Why? Well, I mean, Jesus Christ, I can't listen to them on Spotify, and, and that's really kind of like become my de facto source of music. I mean, there's plenty of other bands. Menswear, Echo Belly, Gene, uh, Geneva. I mean, all these British bands in the 90s, you know, half of them are on their own fucking platform. Drives me nuts. So, uh, for me, I wish they worked out something with um, the, 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 the TV networks to get the New Japan TV shows that aired uh, on the network, on, on New Japan World. Yes. Right? That because truth be told, we are missing tons. I don't just mean a little smidget of oh, they don't have this match or they don't have that match. They don't have these TV shows on there because they don't own the TV shows, which is mind-boggling in in the West. Like, TVSI the, owns them, right? Yeah, most of them, from what I understand. And 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 that's where the gold is. That's 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 really where a lot of the gold is. Um, and there's a ton of shit that new new fans to New Japan have no idea even exists because, you know, it's not made available on the New Japan World streaming network. So if I could change anything, I would hope that, you know, two people could get in a boardroom and figure that the fuck out. Um, that would be most ideal because, like I said, that there's so much great stuff that if you don't have these videotapes or converted to – DVD or, you know, on a hard drive like <clears throat> I do. Um, well, it's tough to see. If I'm, listen, again, once again, fancy Damon. Um, it's 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 hard to see. So, um, yeah, and, and here's the thing with that. Um, you know, that's not something you're going to find on the uh, Real Hero archive. Every once in a while, he'll put something up there that's New Japan-centric, but it's something that, you know, again, it's not if it if it's winds up on the network, um, you won't you know, it'll be taken down immediately. Eric will take it down, you know, immediately. Um, which also poses another problem because there's a lot of new Japan, or excuse me, all Japan stuff right now. You know, they got to deal with the fight network, that fight network, that fight app. Right? Really? Yeah. So 
they're going to start covering all Japan stuff. So we're kind of, well, he's kind of like, I don't know how this is going to pan out. So whatever. Not the old stuff, though. Like, that will still remain no, 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 intact. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. They're not okay. adding shit from the 80s and 90s. But okay. the new shows, you know, that might be, uh, that might pose a problem for uh, the fine folks over at the Real Hero Archive. And, you know, that might mean people are going to have to dig into their pockets to now watch all Japan. So, um, troubling times in the... Uh, in the real hero world. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you two of my gripes and then we'll kind of close with that because I'm getting the uh, go home sign from our imaginary ah. producer here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sorry. Two, two of my things are, I, I, I guess related to um, booking and titles. Uh, number one, as far as booking goes, and I hate to beat the dead horse, but I do still find the booking of their legends in these tournaments to be, uh, a bit puzzling. Like we saw it, we we saw it with Tenzan, we saw it with Liger, and most recently we saw it with Nagata. I I still don't quite comprehend the logic of 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 having them just lose and lose and lose and lose, and then have win one random match, and then that'll be it. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Now I'm not saying that Nagata should have fucking you know racked up ten or twelve points. I'm saying that you can at least make these guys seem, you know, somewhat competitive. And again, I know this is a dead horse. I know that at, at the end of the day, Nagata still had his moment at the end of the G1, and Liger had his moment, and same with Tenzon. But um, I, I, I don't get, I don't, I don't follow that train of thought of having them lose 20 times, win the one odd match, and then you know that's it. Tend to agree, um, and I see the other side of the coin of hey, they, they're going to put people over on the way out. Right. Um, I, I get it, but I, I do see. I think I think it's a little extreme on the on the side of losing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it, yeah, but I get it. But I see this other side of the uh, argument too, where people are saying, well, you know, look, you know, they're they're putting people over on the way out. And that's and that's that. So uh, okay, what's what's the second one? Ah, uh, my last gripe, and this is probably the biggest one, Damon. New Japan has too many damn titles right now, and I'm a big advocate of unless you are going to do something interesting with it, please get rid of the never title. Get rid of this never title. We have the IWGP heavyweight. We have the United States heavyweight. We have the intercontinental heavyweight. Unless you are going to have junior heavyweights take on heavyweights and have interesting matchups that you wouldn't normally see outside of a uh, six-man tag match, get rid of this never title. We don't need it. Yeah. Uh, everybody gets a medal, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, everybody, you know, everybody gets their effort award. Like, un un Unless you're going to have, like... Uh, let let me throw this one out there. How about Suzuki versus Bushi? Like, that's kind of an interesting match that I would, would want to see. Like, hmm, what's going to happen there? <laughs> Bushi gets squashed. <laughs> we know it's, that. Uh, Suzuki versus I, Kushida. F fill in any. Right. Suzuki versus Will Ospreay. You know, have make, make this never title what it was originally supposed to be, which is kind of like mixing up these the, these two divisions and having cool matches. Yeah. Why is that so hard to do? That's tradition, I guess. I, I guess. Yeah, but th 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 this title itself was supposed to be like almost breaking with tradition in a sense. Yeah, I, 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 I would like that. Trust me, I would like it. I would like it. But I will say this too. Um, I would no, that doesn't even make any sense. So fuck me. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> say, what, what could you possibly have to say? <laughs> I, I got nothing. I got nothing. Sorry. Uh, I, I agree. I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with Colin. Though. 
yeah, we, we, we do not need this never title. Um, I think at the Dome, you're going to be seeing, of course, Okada Naito, Omega Ibushi, uh, Tanahashi, somebody. And, like, really, we're going to have yet another uh, heavyweight singles title match. You know, throw throw a, a junior heavyweight in uh, that mix. Like, a junior heavyweight who wouldn't normally, who, who, whose normal position on the Dome card would be to, to be in, like, a six-man tag. Put them in that never title mix. Why not? A young well, junior heavyweight. I will say that that takes a little bit of re-education to the fans because, again, the, you, the fans are conditioned. I mean, look at these multi-man tags. You know, if you got a junior in there, you know he's taking a fall, right? So you got to recondition people to believe that the juniors can take on the heavyweights. Yeah, but this is about me, though, Damon. I I, well, I, I, I don't care about these fans. <laughs> I, don't, I don't give a damn. Well, listen, start caring about them because they're the ones <laughs> working over the fucking money and uh, popping these gates. I'm so, kidding. Uh, so far, that, that that's working. So, um, unfortunately, your your desires will be placed on the back burner, just like in life. Yes, that is right. <laughs> Wrestling oftentimes mirrors tr- real life, doesn't it? Uh, it does. All right. Uh, what are, what are, one more question? Two more? How many we got? Uh, that was going to be a wrap, actually. Mm. Yeah, I thought I thought we'd oh. uh, go home, uh, wrap things up, and. Uh, just talk about uh, what is ahead of us in the future here as far as New Japan goes. So the fall schedule is out. The Destruction Tour is going to start on uh, September 5th. And I think that the uh, first New Japan World show that's going to be live is going to be uh, September 7th from Corican Hall. And uh, Destruction itself is going to be split over three nights, Damon. Well, like I said, the, the, the business is good, so... I'm not always the biggest fan of these types of shows. I really feel like I really feel like they're better suited for, you know, one maybe two good shows as opposed to spreading it out so thin that, well, honestly, it's it's hard to kind of get behind. Now they do have a lot of programs that they can dip their feet into, but um, three shows. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. business is good. Destruction in Fukushima on September the tenth. Uh, Destruction Hiroshima on September the 16th. And finally, Destruction in Kobe on September 24th. So September is basically the month of destruction. It's, it is in life as well. It's the symphony of destruction. <laughs> uh, symphony of destruction. Actually, they should use that for... They they, they should get the, get the rights to use that as the official uh, theme. Who's Who has it now? What band? Uh, it's, it's Megadeth. It's a Megadeth Is song. it Megadeth? Yeah. Right, look, you're, you're, you're saying like I'm, you know... Me and fucking Dave Mustaine <laughs> hang out. I don't know. I assumed you did. <laughs> no, trust me, we don't. Uh, what do you mean? Did he do that song? What song is that? Peace Cells. What do you, Peace Cells. I just remember that being in high school, everybody, with that. Um, uh, what are, do we know any main events for these shows yet, Colin? Uh, I think that they are going right to Okada. Um, are they doing Okada Evil? No, that that's going to be a King of Pro Wrestling, actually. They're saving that for King of Pro Wrestling for Sumo Hall. Okay. Um, we're probably going to see Kushida versus El Desperado, I think. Uh, we're going to see uh, Suzuki versus Elgin on this tour. Um, Tanahashi versus Zack. Zack, okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think the main events will be stellar. Um, I don't know if I'm super thrilled about... Uh some of the undercard stuff that I'm sure we're going to get. But and Naito hey, versus uh, Ishii. I think they're going for that right away. Naito defending the briefcase. Okay. That should be good. 
oh, that'll All be right. great. Those two always have, you know, four and a quarter star minimum matches. <laughs> five and a quarter? Yeah, oh. five, five and a quarter, six and a quarter. You know, it, it's <laughs> it, it's irrelevant at this point, folks. It really is at this point. All right. Well, that, we got that to look forward to. So uh, three uh, destruction shows right around the corner, kids. So, and uh, enough for nothing. It is going to be kind of a nice breather, you know, to sit back and just oh. watch some destruction shows a- 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 after the, the this just, you know, these these whirlwind of uh, G1 shows that we've gone through, which have been fabulous, but it does it does wear you down. Listen, I love my pro wrestling, but whew, how great was it this week to not have any pro wrestling to be concerned with? <laughs> it was really enjoyable. Uh, G1, the post-G1 uh, cooldown. It's so going to be nice cool. to just sit back and watch Kushida take on El Desperado. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> like like kicking back in a beach chair. Yeah, yeah. Pop open a nice cold one and just kind of... Yeah. Kind of yeah. enjoy these matches. There you go. All right. Well, look, we got that coming around the corner, so uh, we'll have that covered for you, and uh, I think we'll we'll have some good stuff there. So, uh, all right. Why don't we put a bow and uh, wrap this one up, uh, Colin Miller? I think so, Damon. Grand idea. So, once again, we thank you for submitting your questions on Twitter. I apologize. You know, uh, it's impossible for me to get to each and every one of them, but uh, never fear. We will be doing more of these in the future, so you'll have plenty more opportunities to uh, get in on the uh, PuroCast Q&A. And, of course, we thank all of our listeners for supporting us each and every week. You know, Damon and I love doing this. We love hanging out talking some new japan and having you guys uh come along for the ride in the back seat remember newjapanpurocast.com is your one-stop shop for all things a purocast uh like us on facebook follow us on twitter uh subscribe to us on itunes stitcher it's all there newjapanpurocast.com t-shirts coming very very soon i'm working on that and uh, of course our great sponsor gaijincollectibles.com follow them on facebook like them on twitter your number one source for uh japanese pro wrestling merch shipped straight to your door uh damon last minute little on-air production meeting so uh next oh, next weekend is yours truly uh my, my birthday Woo! everyone wish happy birthday to colin <laughs> so i think we're gonna take a little week off Little oh little, okay. little little weekend off. All right, and then we're postponing uh, that hundredth show, right? We're, we're, we can't we can't we're going to get there someday. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, was it birthday? Is it Sunday? Yes, birthday is Sunday. Uh, well, listen. Well, let me be the first, Colin, to uh, wish you a very happy forty-second birthday. Uh, <laughs> we, what? Uh, yeah. What? Uh, yeah, no, mentally? Well, no. Men- mentally, he's like eighty-seven. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, uh, we uh, all wish you a very happy birthday. Have a great day. Uh, drink lots and, um, look, get that leather jacket, all right? That's, that's it. That should be the birthday gift for Colin. It's coming, so, folks. Leather jacket and official PuroCast T-shirts are in the works. Uh, Damon, any final thoughts from you to wrap up today's broadcast? Final thought. Again, let's let's everyone wish Colin that happy birthday when you hear this. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. I want to give a special shout out to our good friends on Reddit, that the subreddit, the New Japan subreddit on Reddit. Um, great job by them as always. Every week, listen. The minute the minute you post that show, Colin, guess what? That that show is is front and center and it's pinned post. Um, they are they Johnny are, on the spot. They are great people over there. The the uh, mods over there at uh, the subreddit. Great job! I, I truly appreciate it, and I wanted to give a special shout out to them because, uh, and everyone on that on the on that board. If you're not listening, if you're listening to this and you're not over there, that's where the discussion's happening, kids. Uh, on Reddit, 
check it out uh slash njpw so uh i wanted to give them a nice shout out uh everyone have a wonderful week and uh we'll catch you next time all right very good so on that note for damon mcdonald my name is colin miller we'll catch you guys in a couple weeks to get into these new japan pro wrestling destruction have a good one guys There is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today.